The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Business is a competition. There are winners and losers. There's always someone trying to take your business away. And in business, just like sports, there are players, there are coaches, and there is a scoreboard. Welcome to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Whether you're a manager, executive, business owner, salesperson, or entrepreneur, The Business Locker Room is a show that will create content and conversations that will help you improve your business. Now, let's join your host, Kelly Riggs. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Business Locker Room. Great to have you on board. It's a show with compelling conversations and a whole lot of useful content you can use to improve your business today. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you. If you're a sales rep, a manager, a business owner, an executive, an entrepreneur, or if you just have an interest in marketing, social media, business strategy, I can assure you the Business Locker Room is absolutely the show for you. Welcome to the Business Locker Room. I'm your host, Kelly Riggs. You can find us at bizlockerroom.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Kelly Riggs. Love to have you on board. And you can learn a whole lot more about the show. Check out past shows, upcoming guests, all kinds of things that are going on. We have got a wild lineup today. It's uh, You need to buckle up. It's going to be good stuff today. David Newman will join us in just a few minutes. He is with Do It Marketing, and he's got a fantastic book out, Do It Marketing, 77 Instant Action Ideas to Boost Sales, Maximize Profits, and Crush Your Competition. You need to have a notepad ready because we're going to get down to some business building ideas, and you want you want to make sure that you learn as much as you can about David. Follow him on Twitter as well, at D. Newman, and the Newman is spelled N-E-U-M-A-N. Follow him on Twitter, and we'll talk about his website and the things that he's got going on. A little later in the show, good friend Robert Turson will join us. We'll talk about his book, Selling Fearlessly, and we'll talk about his perspective of the selling profession. And in between there somewhere, we're also going to have our X's and O's segment. Miles Austin will join us, and uh, Miles is going to talk about SlideShare, a great business tool, one that you need to be using in your business, I'm sure. But we get kicked off today with David Newman, Do It Marketing, and I just I just need to get ready for the interview. David has worked inside of organizations as a client. He's uh, been a speaker and a consultant. He's worked with Fortune 500 companies, and I have, uh, in full disclosure, I've had the opportunity to work with David, and uh, his stuff is absolutely brilliant. I don't see how in the world he could fail to help anybody who's looking for marketing support, marketing help, and direction at increasing business and becoming more effective at what they're doing. So we're going to talk about his book as well and and look at some business building ideas. David, it is absolutely fantastic to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Kelly. It's great to be here. Thank you. Well, I've tried to get everybody prepared because having had the opportunity to work with you, I know you basically have one speed and that's just on. And you've got a lot of things to talk about and a lot of things to do. I've got a lot of questions for you as, as we work through this as well. But uh, give me the uh, snapshot of David Newman's career. What does it look like and how did you get where you are now? 
Sure. Well, uh, you know, on the uh, corporate inside track, uh, I was a uh, technology and consulting kind of guy for about 10 years, went out on my own as an entrepreneur uh, at the end of 2001 and made every mistake in the book, every mistake you could possibly make. Overspending, underspending, trusting the wrong people, nightmare partnerships from hell, all kinds of crazy things, being a jack of all trades, master of none, you know, knocking on every conceivable door, trying to boil the ocean, trying to market and sell to everybody. Uh, it took me about two to three years, literally, Kelly, two to three years to figure out all the crazy stuff I was doing wrong, all the smart stuff that I was doing by accident, and then how to sort out the two and turn off the dumb stuff and start doing more of the smart stuff. And then around 2004, I decided to focus exclusively on what I really loved, my true passion, which is small business marketing and sales and business development. So uh, thank you for that generous I introduction, by the way. But to truth be told, I've only had my head screwed on straight for about 10 years because the first two or three years were a total train wreck. Yeah, but you wouldn't go back and trade those uh, those train wreck years for anything. I'm sure it was. Well, some, no, some you're right. Absolutely. Well, here, here's what I tell my clients and my audiences. I said, listen, you need to listen to me. You need to work with me or bring me in to speak to your group because I've made all these crazy mistakes. So your people don't have to. <laughs> paid education right up front. Exactly. David Newman joining us from doitmarketing.com. Make sure you log on, check out the website. It is it is packed. There's no question about that. You talked about some of the dumb things you were doing. Give me an idea. What what was something that comes to mind? One of the things that you were doing that was just absolutely wrong. Sure. Well, as a startup entrepreneur spending $3,000. This is by the way, this isn't $3,000 today. This is $3,000 back in 2001. $3,000 on business cards and stationery. Wow. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, oh, first impression's really important, and we all love our stuff. We all love our brochures and our glossy flyers and our heavy stock paper and hiring professional high-end designers and all this crazy stuff. And, you know, of course, any business owner, any entrepreneur that does that is doing it for one reason and one reason only, which is ego. Like, you don't need to spend $3,000 on stationery and letterhead and envelopes. I mean, I still have, I still, I shouldn't even be admitting this, Kelly, but you're getting me in the locker room here, buddy. <laughs> you're getting me to, to, you know, I'm in my shorts here and we're, we're talking man to man. I have $3,000 worth of old stationery. And it's even an old company name. I couldn't even use that today if I wanted to. There's one and one reason that I keep that stuff around. And number one, it's not because my wife loves clutter because she hates clutter. Uh, it's to remind me. It's to remind me of the dumb mistakes that we all make and to keep me humble. Well, the fact of the matter is, you know, having worked with you and listened to a lot of things that you talk about, you know, finding your marketing niche, finding the message that works, finding the value proposition that resonates with people. I mean, that really is very much a journey a lot of times. You don't always get it right the first time. Isn't that right? Absolutely right. And it's it can be a process of uh, learning and unlearning and relearning and going back to the drawing board. And, you know, initially, I think entrepreneurs or even entrepreneurial executives have so much energy and so much passion and so much forward drive and momentum that they just want to go. 
And, you know, if you need to end up going in five or six different directions, slamming headlong into an obstacle and going, okay, that's the wrong direction, you know, let's make a left turn, let's make a right turn, let's go 45 degrees in this other direction, uh, it's the fastest way to getting things done. And, of course, the alternative, which I don't recommend, is analysis paralysis, where all you're doing is thinking, thinking about marketing, thinking about selling, thinking about starting your own business, and you never even get anything off the ground. So I'd rather do and make the mistakes along the way than be stuck and just you know be stuck at the, the fork in the crossroads. You know, people get started with businesses or salespeople get into their careers and they immediately begin to jump on the tactical bandwagon. They start looking for social media and, and all of the various things. It may be business cards and, and letterhead, as in your case. But uh, typically, they don't, they don't think about where they're going and why they're going to get there. And, and I know you see that a lot at, at all levels, regardless if people are starting or if you're working with a corporation. In your experience, is there one big marketing mistake that stands out? I mean, is there a very common misstep that people make that you could help us avoid? Oh, my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. And I think you put your finger on the, the first clue, which is strategy uh, comes before tactics. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the specifics of the mistake that I see a lot. You know, people say, well, David, our marketing is fine. We're just redoing our website. So tell me what should go on the website. What's the best headline for the website? What's the best subject line for this email campaign that's going out? What's the best introductory paragraph for this sales letter? Just give us the words. Give us the message. What's the marketing message that's going to make the cash register ring or going to get us those sales or get those commission checks to come in? And I say, you know, I don't know because it's impossible to start. You can't start a fundamental marketing and sales conversation with what do I say? What you have to start the fundamental marketing and sales conversation is who's the other team? Again, using the business locker room strategy, you know, if you're playing the Giants, that's a very different strategy and a very different set of tactics than if you're playing the Eagles. So you got to know who are these guys? What makes them tick? How do they think? What are their values? What are, what are their buying triggers? What's important to them? And then equally, what's not important to them? You know, how can we beat the competition on their strengths? Because you're never going to beat the competition on their weaknesses. So, you know, this fundamental strategic thinking of who's the prospect, who's the customer, who's the buyer, what are the urgent, pervasive, expensive problems, pains, heartaches, headaches, and challenges, and then how do we talk about our company? How do we talk our, about our company's products and services and programs in light of those urgent, pervasive, expensive problems, not to sell them anything, but to help them buy and to help them solve the problem with generosity and resources and advice and insights and value uh, that's the sales conversation of 2014 and beyond because you know what? The customer is in control. The customer has more information available to his or her fingertips than any salesperson, any marketer, any CEO, and we need to meet them where they are. You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, people would enter the sales conversation maybe at step one or step two, meaning they've done a little bit of research. They kind of know what they want. Maybe they've downloaded a, a spec sheet or you know, a piece of information off your website. Today, they enter that marketing and sales process at step seven or eight. Mm -hmm. And there is so much research online. There's social media. So they know what their friends, 
and their business colleagues think of you and your company and your company's products and services, and they're a much more educated consumer, and the way to, to enroll them is to give them even more education and to answer the questions that they have that are relevant, not about your product or about your service, but about their problems, their heartaches, their gaps, their aspirations, their hopes, their dreams. Good stuff from David Newman. He's our guest. He's the author of Do It Marketing, 77 Instant Action Ideas to Boost Sales, Maximize Profits, and Crush Your Competition. David, we talk a lot about social media, and it seems to me that social media has almost replaced the word marketing as the applicable word for marketing, but there's so much more to marketing than just social media. Where do we go wrong in that regard? Oh my gosh. Well, so social media marketing and social media selling, I think, are two two pieces of vocabulary that we need to throw out the window. Because believe it or not, no one has ever bought anything because of social media, and no one has ever marketed anything because of social media. What they might have done, and here's a huge distinction right here, what they might have done is they might have paid more attention to you and your company because of social media, and they might have paid more attention to your products and services because of social media. But believe me, this, the, the, the decision to buy was not made on Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Vimeo, YouTube, Instagram, none of it. So social media to me, it's a place for building your tribe. It's a place for earning attention. And I come back to that word attention because first, here's, here's the social media versus the sales. Uh, first, you have to earn their attention. That gives you the right to earn their money. So the more attention that you can garner, the more traffic, the more eyeballs, all those traditional metrics, the more, the more, uh, you know, the more clicks that you can earn via a social media campaign, taking them back to a place of value, which might be your blog, it might be your website, it might be your YouTube videos, it might be your some of your marketing material that's really educational material, more so than marketing material, that's how to get them to raise their hand and say, wow, I'd like to learn more about buying this. I, I might be a prospect for you. So never think about selling products or services on social media. Think about buying attention on social media, that's going to open the floodgates to a lot more business. Because people, people who try and market and sell on social media, it's like trying to get married on the first date. It, just, <laughs> that, it never works, and it looks sleazy and desperate. Oh, that's outstanding. That's fantastic stuff. Hey, we're going to need to take a time out. We're up against a break. We're going to come back on the other side. We're going to talk more with David Newman. You've got a great blog out that I read recently, What's the Difference Between a Market and an audience, and I want to get that distinction, discuss that a little bit. But we'll come back on the other side. You're listening to The Business Locker Room on Voice America. I'm Kelly Riggs. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. 
Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to the Business Locker Room. It's the show with compelling conversations and useful content you can use to improve your business. The shows just continue. Great, great stuff. Next week, I'll have Jill Conrath on board. We'll talk about her brand new book, Agile Selling. And then in a couple of weeks, T.A. McCann will join us. You may recognize the name. We reviewed their product and their company, Rival IQ, in one of our first shows, and TA is going to join us. We're going to talk about that product as well. Right now, we're talking with David Newman, and you can find him online, doitmarketing.com. Follow him on Twitter at D Newman, N-E-W, rather, M-A-N. Follow him on Twitter, and you're just going to get overloaded with great content. Here's a guy who really understands marketing because he does it. He's done it for a living for a long time and now teaching other people how to do it as well. And David, uh, you just recently published your book, Do It Marketing, 77 Instant Action Ideas to Boost Sales, Maximize Profits, and Crush Your Competition. Tell me a little bit about the book writing process and how that came together. Well, so the book, as you say, is really a collection of uh, all the the wit and wisdom, but hopefully more more wisdom <laughs> from uh, from having my head screwed on straight for ten years, and frankly, some of that OPM, some of that other people's mistakes. Because I'm very open and very clear in the book, saying, "Man, you know, the reason I'm so passionate about you not making this marketing mistake or this marketing misjudgment or this this error or this costly goof." is because I made it myself. And of course, I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of clients make that same mistake. So uh, you know, the book is really a compilation of everything that I've seen with, with what I call sales-driven marketing. Because there's so much marketing BS out there, Kelly, and you've seen it, and I know that you don't like it either. Nope. But you know, when they start talking about marketing for the sake of marketing, or branding, or your colors, or you know, what's your why? What's your purpose? Like, no, you know what? My purpose is to go to the bank. My purpose is to go to the bank, deposit checks, and make a lot of money as a salesperson, or as an entrepreneur, or as an independent professional. So if anything that you're doing with your marketing or sales or business development is not aimed at taking money to the bank, you're probably wasting your time. And I've got a, a big section in that Do It Marketing book, by the way, about branding is BS and all kinds of things that sort of kill the sacred cows of traditional marketing or at least marketing for the sake of marketing. So I wanted to make it a real deal kind of handbook, a field book, where if you're a salesperson, if you're a marketer, if you're an entrepreneur, 
everything that you need to be doing and thinking about, you know, what to say, how to say it, what to do, how to do it, templates, tools, scripts, strategies is packed into this Do It Marketing book. Yeah, and before people get carried away and think, oh my gosh, this guy's a crazy man and he's just out there trying to get us to scam people, having worked with you, I know you're very, very big and focused on content-driven marketing. You're, con you're focused on providing value for the, for the client. I mean, you're just not out there doing all kinds of tricks and you know circus magic and that kind of thing. I mean, this is the real thing, but you're really focused on real ideas that actually connect with clients and, and provide that value that they're looking for. Absolutely. And just going back to the soundbite that I shared earlier, Kelly, you know, this is this is the real deal. Uh, it is about authenticity and offering genuine value. And it's, you know, the soundbite was first you have to earn their attention, and that's a high integrity, high trust marketing approach. But first you have to earn their attention, underline earn, and then you get to earn their money. But a lot of people, you know, they so social media marketing or even traditional marketing, it's all about awareness, quote unquote. I'm like, I don't want awareness. I want sales. So, you know, does awareness lead to sales? Yes. But we need to draw that strong, clear, big, bold line with a Sharpie that says, okay, here's awareness. Here's attention. Here's engagement. Here's my sales process. Here's when I get the check. And so it's not scammy, it's not slimy, but it's also not feel good, you know, let's just go out there and educate the world. This is really about marketing that drives sales. And so that's what the book is about. And thank you for those kind words because it is about high authenticity and high integrity and really being positioned as a trusted advisor uh, and a partner and not as a peddler uh, when you're selling. Absolutely. Having been around the creative industry, I mean, it's great to win awards for advertising, but I'm with you. I want my advertising to create sales. That's the bottom line. He's uh, David Newman. He joins us to talk about marketing. It kind of segues and leads me into this blog post that you wrote recently about the difference between a marketing and an audience. David, what is the difference and why is there a distinction between the two? Well, you know, the, the way that I, I sometimes characterize this, and this was not in the blog post, imagine that you're selling dog food, you know, and it's the world's best dog food, premium, wonderful, delicious, top-notch ingredients, organic, wonderful. Uh, if you market this to dogs, you're going to have a problem because, yes, the dogs will eat the dog food. They're going to slobber it up and just vacuum it up very enthusiastically. The problem with marketing dog food to dogs is dogs don't have wallets. Dogs don't have credit cards. Do dogs don't have money. Dogs don't, don't even wear pants or have pockets to put the money into. So who do we market premium dog food to? It's the dog owner. So in that respect, using that analogy, the market is the dog owner and the audience is the dog. But we sometimes get confused because there's all kinds of people who love us and who want to have lunch with us and who want to court us for their company, but they're not the real economic decision maker. You know, so even let's say we're selling sales training. Sales training is great for salespeople, but guess what? There's never been a salesperson who's bought sales training. It's always the sales manager or the sales VP who buys the sales training. So again, the market is the sales VP. The audience is the salespeople. And you can do this in any industry. You know, some some industries call it the economic buyer versus the functional buyer. Some people call it sort of the technical buyer, the technical user versus the economic decision maker or the prospect. Whatever it is, do not get confused. Do not get sidetracked 
by trying to make the audience happy and forgetting who ultimately writes you the check and makes the sale happen. Which gets even more complicated in, in the bigger organizations where you have multiple buyers that need to be qualified through. You might need to sell to a CEO and then an IT manager and then someone else down the road. Ultimately, the end user is the person who's going to put it to use. But you can have a lot of people that need to be influenced. How does that impact the marketing side? Well, I think you have to have a different marketing conversation for each one. And Kelly, as you know from our our program, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in this concept of buyer persona research. And if you're doing a big complex corporate sale like that, I would do a buyer persona profile. And again, a buyer persona profile is simply the 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 heartaches, the headaches, the you know, the wishes, the dreams, the aspirations of the CEO. And then do another profile and develop another marketing language bank, you know, basically another talk track with the CIO. Do another, a third talk track with the functional user or the end user so that you're able to pull out relevant, and here's the magic word, my friends, relevant, high-impact, high-value conversations with the CEO that are relevant and high-impact for the CEO, relevant and high-impact for the CIO, and again, different. It's a completely different set of things that that buyer is is really going to be intrigued by. And then a third set of things that are, again, ruthlessly relevant and high value and educational for the end user buyer so that you've got these multiple conversations going on at multiple levels. That's how to have the marketing and sales process work for you instead of against you. Just a couple of minutes before we take our second time out, Dave. I don't want to get away before I ask you this question. And you're not a social media expert per se, Certainly, social media plays a role in marketing, but I do want to ask you this question just based on your experience. What is the single most powerful social media tool that is that is available today if, from your perspective? Well, again, that varies because if you're in a business-to-business world, my answer is LinkedIn. If you're in a business-to-consumer world, my answer would be Facebook. If you're selling to teens and preteens, I, I would probably more direct you to Vine or Instagram or Snapchat or some of those. So again, even even the media, even the social media channel that we use is dependent on that buyer persona research. So you have to know an awful lot about that kind of prospect and that kind of target market that you want to reach to reach them effectively, not only with the what to say and how to say it, but where to find them and where they spend their attention. Fantastic stuff, David. Never enough time to get what uh, we can possibly get out of people like yourself, but I just really enjoy the conversation. Thanks for everything you're doing. Folks, you need to log on doitmarketing.com. David offers a free strategic marketing ebook. You're going to want to pick that up and you're going to want to establish a conversation and a dialogue with David. Always great to talk to you, David. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you, my friend. We'll see you next time. Oh, you bet. Uh, we're going to take a time out. We're going to come back and we're going to be joined by Miles Austin. We're going to look at SlideShare. He's in the X's and O's segment. And by the way, I talked to Miles last week and he is in the middle of David Newman's book, Do It Marketing, 77 Instant Action Ideas to Boost Sales, Maximize Profits, and Crush Your Competition. Thanks to David for joining us. We're going to come back on the other side. You're listening to The Business Locker Room. I'm Kelly Riggs. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. 
Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Locker Room. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kelly Riggs. You can find us at bizlockerroom.com. Send me an email, kelly at bizlockerroom.com. And of course, I want to encourage you to follow me on Twitter at Kelly Riggs. Let's get that dialogue going. And always good stuff coming out of the Business Locker Room. Uh, Next week, Next week, we'll have on uh, Monday of next week, Jill Conrath and her new book, Agile Selling. And again, we're doing a lot of selling guests recently. Uh, David jumping in, we're talking marketing, but even that had a sales bend to it. Robert Turson will join us later in the show. We'll talk about his brand new book, Selling Fearlessly, but uh, just fantastic shows lined up down the road, and I just continue to be amazed at the quality of guests that we're able to attract in the business locker room. Miles Austin joins us for our X's and O's segment. We always talk about online tools that are going to make a huge difference in your business and in your productivity. And this week, Miles, we talk about SlideShare. I understand you've not been feeling well recently. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here, Kelly. I'm, I'm worn out after listening to David, man. I'll tell you what, the guy's full of energy. Uh, I, I, he's a guy who is, I, I mean, every time I talk to him, he sounds like he's bad four cups of coffee. He's just 100 miles an hour, but uh, he's a real genuine guy despite that, you know, that, that energy and that enthusiasm. Man, he is absolutely full of the right kinds of ideas, and I, I've had the opportunity to work with him and kind of get a sense of who he is, and, and he's the real deal. I mean, he is clearly a very, very talented guy, and, and he talked about a lot of tools, but one of the tools he didn't mention is one that you're really high on, and that's SlideShare, so give the audience some idea about what SlideShare is. Absolutely, and I, I tell you, he he made us uh, gave me a smile when he when you asked him that question, Kelly, because it's this is one of those tools that people, if they know about, have simply forgotten about. Um, SlideShare.net is where you go to learn about it. SlideShare.net is a place at its core to take PowerPoint presentations and share them on the web for anyone to see and to discover through search engines or direct links or to embed on blogs and websites, etc. Um, been around for a number of years, acquired back in May, I believe, of 2012 by LinkedIn. So in the back of your mind, make a little note there, LinkedIn owns these guys. And that'll come 
full circle here in a couple of minutes in our conversation. Well, I, I find it interesting because anyone who's been in business for any amount of time has suffered death by PowerPoint. You know, they've sat in those meetings where someone's got a hundred bullets up and they're reading slides to you and you just, you just literally want to be anywhere else but in the room. And when you log on to slideshare.net, you see presentations that are not anything like what someone might be used to. And it is a fantastic way to tell a story and, and make a point, but most people don't have this kind of experience uh, that SlideShare shows here. I mean, just log on, slideshare.net, and Miles, you're gonna, they're going to see incredible presentations of all types of topics. There really is, Kelly. In fact, you hit on one of the things that I teach my clients. It's a tremendous training environment to see what the state of the art is from the leading communications and business thought leaders out there. Because they're using SlideShare, I'll guarantee it. I'm going to share some statistics in a moment. But if you just want to kind of learn and say, okay, what's going on? Maybe why are my PowerPoint decks not getting the reaction I want them to? Just go check out, go into the search bar in SlideShare and put in the term or the keyword or the topic you're going to go build a new presentation on. You'll be blown away and you'll come up with more ideas and motivation than you can go anywhere else on the web to get. Yeah, no doubt about that. I think you can go on slideshare.net and just spend an hour there and your your skills with PowerPoint or Keynote or whatever type of software application you're using is going to improve dramatically. Miles Austin joins us. We're the X's and O's segment. We're talking about SlideShare, but we can't talk about anything in this segment without talking about our partner in the show, 4D Sales. 4D Sales has an incredible tablet-based sales tool that both Miles and myself are using and we are we are evangelists for. It's available for iPad or Windows 8 devices and it helps salespeople present information in a very visually appealing, interactive way, very compelling, and you can use it anywhere, anytime, any place. I've been in the sales and marketing business for a very, very long time, almost 30 years, and I can tell you it's one of those truly easy-to-use tools that's going to make the entire sales call, sales presentation much, much easier. Even using it with SlideShare has uh, some serious advantages. But you can put all of your presentation materials into one place, price lists, brochures, PDFs, slide decks, view uh, web pages and videos and all those kinds of things, and it creates a consistency among all of your salespeople where they do have the latest and the greatest tools right at their disposal. And there is a big connection there, Miles, when you start talking about the 4D sales tool and SlideShare, they both really complement each other. They do. I mean, look, visual communications is where all the action is right now in the sales and marketing arena. If you're not visual in what you're communicating to your prospects and your customers, you're leaving money and opportunities on the table. It's that simple. We are very visually oriented as a society, and visuals will stimulate activity and action if you're using them properly. Well, SlideShare is not only a presentation tool, it very much is a content distribution tool. Talk about that application and how a salesperson or an organization can benefit. Absolutely. And I, Kelly, you hit a really great point. I mean, one of the key pieces is I think we all struggle sometimes with, well, I've got, you know, how do I get information and content out there across the web on all these different platforms and, you know, whether it's social media, websites, blogs, etc. The key piece here is, is you've got great content. Everyone in business does. You've got to discover it, identify it, and then take that content and do what we call repurpose that content across multiple media. So as an example, you've got a PowerPoint slide deck or keynote or whatever your tool of choice might be. Take that same 
tool that you're using to present live, convert it and, and upload it into something like SlideShare, you now have the ability to reach an entire new audience. You can then take that same content, take that PowerPoint deck, convert it to video and upload it to YouTube. You can convert it to audio and create an audio track that you can load into iTunes. There's so many ways to use it. And the point is, be smart. You've got great information. You're good at what you do. Spread it around by using these different formats to do so. Well, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that you know, social media is, it can be very, very confusing to the novice or someone trying to navigate their way. The thing I like about SlideShare is most people have a very strong awareness of PowerPoint and using it as in presentations and, and to distribute content. If you can learn to do that effectively through SlideShare, then it immediately becomes sort of the, the, the jumping off point for all of the other social media applications. It does. And I, let, me, let me share some statistics. I was blown away by this. And I, it goes back to the question that you asked David in an earlier segment. You, we talk about what's the effectiveness. Why are we even doing all this social media? I believe the core basic reason that you want to be doing any of these things is you want to have conversions. You want to get people that see the work you're doing and act on it in a meaningful way that you can then engage with them. Let me just share this with you. This blew me away. Um, social media today is a very well-known uh, uh, website, one of the leaders in the thought area of all this whole social media thing. Listen to this. Out of all of the key social media platforms, so Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, all of them, the number one converting social media platform, and that means someone saw it and acted in a meaningful way that connected to you directly, and you can measure it. The number one of all of those by a matter of 20 or 30 times was SlideShare. So wow. to put it in perspective, Twitter, a lot of us use Twitter in the B2B world. And by the way, that's focused on a B2B audience. But Twitter, in their experience, converts at a 1.28% conversion rate. Now, that's not great, but it's not bad. That's actually pretty good for some industries. LinkedIn converts at 1.9%. Now, listen to this, guys. Write this down. SlideShare for the team at Social Media Today converts at 25.32%. Wow. That, I mean, that's, that's astonishing. Now, when it's, you say converts, what does that mean to the layman? What, what are we talking about? It means that someone saw what you wrote or created visually and took action. They clicked to either your site, they downloaded an ebook, they filled out a form for more information, they um, subscribed to a newsletter, or they've requested an appointment. They've taken action that you can now see and you can now act upon. Wow. They basically said, I'm raising my hand. Can we? I'd like to learn more. Can you get a hold of me? You can't argue with numbers like that. I mean, it's not just a small difference. That's gargantuan. It is. And again, it's not It's not my site. It's not, you know, Bob Smith Incorporated. It's Social Media Today, one of the biggest, highest volume sites in the world. And that's their ratio. The closest thing, by the way, to SlideShare was Google Plus, by the way, which is also somewhat surprising for people, at 2.74%. 
It's <laughs> amazing. Right? Hey, we got two minutes in front of us before we break. Let me ask quickly about, I know that SlideShare has a pro version. And for those of you who are listening, all of the things that we're talking about to this point, absolutely free and available. All you have to do is get online, sign up, create an account, and you're rolling. But they've got a pro version. There is some pay involved. What does it cost, Miles? What do you get out of that? Kelly, this is the value of live radio. True story. Um, I have a pro account. I've had it now for several years, and it gives me the ability to upload larger files. I can upload video, actually, to my account. Um, I get much deeper analytics, and I can actually collect leads from those people that are clicking on this information, their name, their phone number, their email address, et cetera. But here's what's amazing with live radio. I clicked over to make sure I had fresh content for you today, and here's what it says at slideshare.net slash pro. It says, sorry, we are no longer accepting SlideShare Pro signups. <laughs> oh, well, great. Yeah, we're cutting edge, are we not? I know. Well, here's the point. They're going to come back. What it tells me is, I'm, it, I didn't know this because this wasn't this way very recently. It tells me they're up to something on the back end it, because of the whole LinkedIn experience. There's something bigger and better coming. So if you don't have a pro account, I, you still have an ability to put your email address in, sign up. They'll let you know when something's available. So stay tuned because there's some breaking news. And when you have a platform that is converting and is this productive, there's some really exciting things that are going to be coming your way pretty soon. And it so is get already, on their list. Absolutely. And it is already integrated into LinkedIn as well. You can upload your SlideShare presentations to your LinkedIn profile. Miles, always great to talk to you in the X's and O's segments. Thanks to 4D Sales for making it a possibility. We'll see you next time. Fantastic. Kelly, thanks again. Great to have you. All right, we're going to take our final time out. And when we come back on the other side of our break, I'll talk to my good friend Robert Turson. And yes, I am broadcasting today from Chicago, where he lives. We'll come back. He's a master salesman, an author, a speaker, a fantastic sales coach. We'll talk about his recent book, Selling Fearlessly. And the interesting thing about Bob is he is retired, so we can get a perspective on where he's been and what he sees now as he begins to coach some of the newer people coming into the sales arena. Stay with us. We'll be back on the other side. This is the Business Locker Room on Voice America. I'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network.
Hey, it's Business Locker Room. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kelly Riggs. Take a look at the show, past shows and upcoming shows at bizlockerroom.com. It's the show with compelling conversations and useful content that you can use to improve your business. And if we haven't proven that today, I don't know how we will. Thanks to Miles Austin. He was a little bit under the weather today, and I appreciate him jumping in to talk about SlideShare. And uh, my eyes just popped open. The conversion rates he's talking about certainly is going to make me take a strong look at what I do in my own personal business because we're in, you know, we're in that arena. We're distributing content uh, in our business as well as so many companies are. So if you're in the sales business or if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, you got to take a very strong look at SlideShare.net and what you're doing with that. Uh, also, thanks to David Newman at the top of the hour. We talked social media and marketing and sales, and we kind of put it all in a ball and made it work. David Newman is uh, just a bundle of enthusiasm, but that was great stuff. I had the opportunity to talk to a very good friend, Robert Turson. I am in his hometown of Chicago, and uh, Bob is a master salesman, an author, a speaker, and now is uh, in his retirement job. He is coaching salespeople. So although he claims to be retired, he sure spends a lot of time doing those kinds of things. He recently came out with a book called Selling Fearlessly, and it is full of wisdom about uh, professional selling. And it is guaranteed to inspire you to do more and to be more and achieve more. And I want to talk to him a little bit about the profession of selling in today's economy. Bob, welcome into the show. Great to have you. Thank you, Kelly. You know, you've, uh, you've seen selling from a lot of perspectives over the years. And certainly as you've listened to us talk about social media, a lot of things have changed dramatically, but the basic idea of selling and what it's all about really hasn't changed that much. It's just the tools that are changing. Yeah, I, one of my favorite expressions is the more things change, the more they remain the same. I think that a lot of people out there make selling very complicated, but it's not. You're helping people get what they want. That's what selling is. Really hard to help them get what they want if you don't even know what they want, right? So it, it, it creates a lot of impetus to, to have those dialogue <clears throat> conversations. Yeah. Uh, for example, somebody walks into an automobile showroom. They're looking at an automobile. Let's say it's a, an RX. Just recently got my wife an RX. Mm -hmm. So somebody is looking at the car, and the uh, salesperson goes up and says, Real beauty, isn't she? and starts giving all these features and benefits about this automobile. But the salesperson doesn't know if that person is really interested in that car because they haven't asked a question. What if, what if the salesperson went up and said, uh, are you driving an SUV right now? Or is this uh, a new idea, possibly? They just start asking questions. And then they'll uh, get an idea of... Uh, of what that person is really interested in. I think that's what David Newman said earlier, isn't it? Yep, you know? absolutely right, creating those conversations. Well, I know a lot about you because of the conversations that we've had, and I know that your approach to selling is, and it was sort of a blend of business to business and business to consumer, and that's because you had both an audience and a market, as David was talking about earlier. But the interesting thing is, is you really embody this idea of creating relationships and finding what's important to people and then delivering value. And while that sounds fairly simple, it's not altogether common in, in the example that you get just gave with automobiles. You don't find that happening a lot. Why do you think that is? Why, why do people not take the time to do it the right way? Well, I think in some cases they don't know how to do it the right way. I think in other cases they're too much in a hurry. Um, they haven't bothered to... Uh, 
ask the people that are, are really doing it well how they're doing it. We discussed that earlier today. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of reasons. Uh, and some people are just plain lazy, Kelly. They, they're looking for the easy way. And, and probably the biggest reason is that there are salespeople out there who don't care about the customer. The salesperson that really cares about the customer, whose purpose is to bring great value, it, it, he's going to find a way to do that. And, but there's just not enough people out there who care enough about the customer. You know, it's interesting. I, I think it, it's it's really a good idea to to have you and David bookended in this show today. He is a bundle of energy, high passion, high enthusiasm, and you're very much a quiet, laid back kind of guy. But you wouldn't want to confuse that with success because you were enormously successful as a salesperson and it really serves to illustrate that it's not a personality driven exercise it really is about developing a set of skills and an interest in the customers you just mentioned yeah but he's a young man now <laughs> so you're saying you were a little bit different when you were younger oh, I had I had more energy like David when I was younger <laughs> you, uh, you, you, you retired uh, and you owned your own business and you traveled the country and then you were doing sales calls every day and you decided to write a book, Selling Fearlessly. What, what motivated you to write? I mean, there's a lot of sales books out there. What was your motivation? Well, I really didn't want to write that book. Um, the man who the book is dedicated to is an architect, Barry Thalden. We've been friends for 54 years. And he had been on my case to write that book for 25 years. Uh, we share a favorite sales book uh, written by uh, the late Frank Betcher how I raised myself from failure to success in selling. And he thought that I could write a book that would uh, outdo Betcher. But I didn't want to do it. And then when I retired, he was uh, needling me more about it. And I started writing some notes. And I just got hooked on the project. And the more I, uh, the more I delved into it, the more fun I started having. And uh, it wound up being a labor of love. It's called Selling Fearlessly, A Master Salesman's Secrets for the One Call Closed Salesperson. You very much existed in a world in which you had the opportunity to get in front of a prospective client and you needed to close them on a deal, which is where Betker came from and a lot of people like that, Zig Ziglar being chief among those people. It, it, it is a bit of a different environment than the traditional business-to-business -business salesperson. How do, how do you make what you did then apply to, to every kind of salesperson? Well, uh, you can't apply it in every which way because the one call close is different uh, than a pipeline salesperson. Uh, a man who has a two-year pipeline is not going to make a one call close. Right. Uh, and I wouldn't expect him to even try. It depends on what business you're in. If you're selling advertising, if you're selling insurance, uh, it's most likely going to be a one-call close. If you're selling um, some special software to GE, <clears throat> it's going to take you a lot longer. And so it's, it's two different types of selling. And I'll tell you, Kelly, when I retired, I really didn't know much about pipeline selling. And I've educated myself in these last four years. How? By reading books like yours. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, when I read Quit Whining and Start Selling, I want to tell you, it's like my eyes opened up. I learned, uh, when I read uh, Weinberg's book, 
Mike Weinberg. Mike Weinberg. Yeah, uh, New Sales Simplified. Fantastic book. My eyes, I learned. I've learned. Right. So, uh, but I don't write about that type of selling because I don't have any experience at it. Sure. And yet your book is, is absolutely full of anecdotes and ideas and thoughts and processes that even the business-to-business -business salesperson would find very useful. Yeah, well, the mental attitude and the work habits section, for sure. The salesmanship section is more for the one called closed salesperson. You know, recently I've been involved in writing a series of blog posts. It's entitled, <laughs> One Piece of Advice Every Salesperson Should Know. And it kind of came out of this idea of a question that was asked of me by someone who was going into the sales business. And they said, if you could give me one piece of advice, what would it be? And, you know, so that I could be successful. And that's a tough one when you winnow it down to one piece of advice. And I decided to ask 21 other sales professionals like yourself what their answer would be. And I found your answer to be quite interesting. It falls in the category of being unique. And you really have a, a, a lot of passion for the idea of salespeople being respected and having an equality with their customer. Talk more about that. Well, I call it an equality mindset. Most salespeople approach the prospect or the potential client from a point of subservience. There's fear involved. There's discomfort. Uh, the attitude is, uh, please, Mr. Business Person, uh, give me your business. Uh, let me tell you about my product. and uh, uh, I really want your business, and I'm going to give you all the reasons why. There's this subservience. The great ones do not approach that way. They approach eyeball to eyeball. They're equal to the prospect. They know they have great value, and they are proud of it. Sure. And, and, and so they approach the individual with this sense of pride, with, uh, it's my responsibility to bring you this great value. We have to talk. And, and there are a lot of salespeople that would <clears throat> look at that and say, if I, if I don't, if I don't kowtow to the, the customer, I might lose their business or I might lose the opportunity. And yet, to get off on that unequal footing from your perspective is, is already a very bad thing. Yes. Uh, equality begets respect. Subservience does not beget respect. And if you want somebody to buy from you, they better respect you. It's very interesting. I'm talking to Bob Turson. He is the author of Selling Fearlessly, a master salesman secrets for the one call closed salesperson. You can find him on sellingfearlessly.com and you can follow him on Twitter at Robert Turson. You, you know, this uh, the whole advent of social media, you've heard us talk about it in the show today. That, that, that's a lot different for a guy like yourself and even for me going back a couple of decades when I started in the sales business uh, almost three decades ago now. We didn't have all these tools. How does it change the game? Well, I think it's, it's uh, the Internet, period, has uh, changed the game in that, uh, as David Newman said, the prospect now is at number seven and eight uh, in education as opposed to being at number one and two. I thought he was right on when he said that. That's what's really changed. And I thought when he said that people don't buy from social media, they just get to know you and, and it leads them to you. I thought that was right on, too. Well, you've been fantastic at that kind of thing. I know that you've used social media as a methodology for building and developing relationships with people you didn't even know. And frankly, I was one of those guys. You and I connected 
online through Twitter and you wound up calling me and we connected and we began a conversation and it led us to a, a relationship that's been productive for both of us. So it's a, it's a very good illustration of how to use these new tools. Yeah, I'd, I always tell people the very best part of this retirement gig of mine are all the wonderful friends I've made. That's the, I mean, I'm having so much fun and I've learned so much. Uh, I have a problem that I don't really know about. I call you. Right. And you help me. And vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah, it's, it's the interesting thing about social media, folks. If I could tell you anything and tell you what Bob Turson has taught me, and it is that selling very much is a relationship business, as we all know, but it's only productive if you're pursuing those relationships and having those conversations, and social media provides the conduit to do that. Thanks to Robert Turson for joining us. Bob, it's great to have you, and uh, I want to encourage people to log on to sellingfearlessly.com and make sure you get a copy of Bob's book. I promise you, you won't dis be disappointed because Bob is probably going to start a conversation with you too. Or if you, if you ask him first, he'll certainly be willing to pursue it. That's going to do it for today's show. Special thanks to David Newman, Miles Austin, and to Bob Turson for joining us in studio as we talk sales and marketing. I want to encourage you to be back next week. Jill Conrath, we'll talk about her brand new book, Agile Selling. Lots of good things going on. Special thanks to 4D Sales for sponsoring the X's and O's segment. And thanks to Michael Sergit, our engineer on the other side of the glass, and Brandy Jackson, our executive producer. Make sure you visit bizlockerroom.com. I'm Kelly Riggs. I will see you next week. Thanks for joining the Business Locker Room with your host, Kelly Riggs. Kelly will be back again next week for more business-building content and conversation for your playbook. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel for another edition of The Business Locker Room. Remember, business is a competition. Play to win. <laughs>